0: To the uh, Journal Stars Fresh Pressed Podcast, I'm Zach Plahacek uh, here today with uh, Tom Lorenz and El Kent Wagamot. Hey, Tom. How
1: you doing? Good, you? I'm great. It's good. a wonderful day. Good. Love to do this. And Kent, good
0: to see you. Yeah, like we don't—that <laughs> doesn't happen every day. <laughs> so uh, we've got Tom here to talk about his work managing uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena and Pinewood Bowl. Uh, and uh, Kent, our entertainment writer, is going to gonna talk a little bit about that, too. Uh, busy summer concert season coming up. Uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what we should expect?
1: This is the big summer we've been looking for, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's the biggest one, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Ever?
1: It is, at least at Pinewood Bowl. It is. Um, we'll end up at 15 shows at the end of the day. So, um, you know, and we had a couple last fall. Uh, obviously, this is going to be kind of what we continue to work for, and um, nice variety. I think it's going to be a great summer.
2: You're not going to announce that 15th show here today, are
1: I, you? I wish we could, but uh, yeah, we're still <laughs> going to hold that one back, you know. Um, but uh, so we're at 14, and plus we've got a couple other things this summer. We certainly have, you know, inside, we got uh, Zach Brown and Def Leppard. But uh, boy, the, the Pinewood Bowl series is starts off, you know, this coming next Friday, and um, it will, you know, just will go nonstop all the way through the summer.
2: Uh, when I talked to Jeff uh, Fortier from Mammoth, who mm-hmm. works, our who is a partner out there, uh, he talked about how the word is now finally not just getting to the uh, agents, mm-hmm. but management and the artists and people really are wanting to come play Pinewood.
1: We, uh, I just got an email the other day from... Um, from Live Nation who told us they were out in some meetings in LA and Pinewood got brought up and the agents said that Pinewood's hot. So I mean, that's a the guys they were talking to were the top people out there and it's exciting to finally kind of be in that location. Um, so this is our seventh year. So I mean, it's kind of grown nice and organically. I think we did six year one and then we had one year we only did four. That was the year we moved moving into the arena. But uh, it has just grown nicely and people just keep coming out. There's been some upgrades out there, so um, we're ready for a really good season.
0: What what is it about uh, Pinewood that people seem to, to like?
1: Well, you got two aspects of it. You've got you know the for the public, it is gorgeous. I mean, you're just sitting there with trees all around. It's a natural slope, which maybe you don't get every place anymore, and we can see it all the way up the slope. It's not a it's not one of those amphitheaters where you sit on the grass and it's a you know slide straight down. This one's got a nice slope. Works for ADA. And it just sounds good. There's always a breeze. It feels great. For the artist, as they look out on the stage from the stage, they see trees and the the audience is really close. They get a great reaction from the audience. Several of them have talked about that. It's a big deal for them to really feel intimate yet still draw 4,500.
2: I can affirm that you're really close. I've had a couple front row tickets. You're. You can reach out, touch the stage from the front row.
1: And they love that. I mean, they they get, you know, and the way the lighting works, you know, there's some wash out into the audience a little bit so they can see a reaction and they can hear it. Um, You know, it's a little bit rustic backstage. We're working on that. But most of these guys pull in in a couple million dollar bus, get out, and um, so they can can stand, you know, being around, um, uh, you know, something that was built in the 70s and is now only being updated.
2: So 10 years ago... When we'd sit in your office over at Pershing, we'd be talking about six shows for the whole year, maybe. And now they're between Pinewood and the arena, Mm -hmm. what, gonna be 30? Yeah. Ish? Yep. Somewhere more than 30 concerts. You know, that's more than, that's, you know, that's getting close, more than one every two weeks and closing in on almost one a week. How'd that happen? Why does, what happened to Lincoln to make it make that happen? Other than obviously the building of the arena,
1: I think there's a lot of things that you know went on. That um, and you know when we had those conversations 10, 15 years ago, there wasn't much, um, maybe as much going on. It was certainly tougher to get people to come into Pershing was a smaller area. and There was a lot of risk with those. But you know uh, Bourbon comes along and Rococo comes along and the Zubar continued to have great music. And I think the culture changed to where people uh, maybe instead of going on vacation, now go out to a couple concerts, and they like that live experience. And so we saw that grow. And you're a big part of that, where you you know you talked about it, and we have you know great uh, festivals now. So all those kind of things, you know, Zoo Bar doing their Zoo Fest outside, all of those things led together to get people sort of engaged with live music. Um, we saw some great acts, we saw we became someplace on the map. You know, you talked about now agents suddenly know where Lincoln, Nebraska is, where before they weren't sure if they could pick out Nebraska on a map. So it makes a big difference.
2: Well, you know, I suppose the most stunning thing to me of all of well, Kendrick played Kendrick Lamar played Persian mm-hmm. when it when he was not Kendrick Lamar yet. <laughs> and yet he then he comes back and plays the arena and you looked at that tour. And it was major metro, major metro, major metro, major metro, Lincoln major, metro, major. Yep,
1: yep. And, and they, they had a great day here, and it was successful. And so, um, you, you know, those kind of things are that make a big difference. And the other thing is that, you know, that kind of doesn't get talked about is this is a great town for production. So you've got guys like Don Adams, and you've got, you know, TMS in Omaha, in Omaha and AV, and all those guys that come in and do a great job for the artist, um, and it makes an easy day for them so they can stop by um, have a, a great production day do a very good gross and the artist has a great time and then they can move on to that next major market
2: so generally how do you get shows Do I mean you don't go out and approach them yourself they they in a sense come to you and say these are the options
1: yeah they really do it we deal with uh, we work with um, Promoters, and so we work largely with Live Nation. We work with AEG, Outback, uh, Beaver Productions, all these different guys that will line up uh, tours. So they won't just take one-offs. They'll get you know they'll get a, an artist for ten or fifteen shows, and then they find places for those shows to route and come through. Um, Jeff, who I work with with Mammoth, um, maybe does a little bit different. Where Jeff is out in LA multiple times, and we're out there meeting with some of the same artists, uh, same agents also. But he's pitching the venue, and we're talking about the past successes, and so uh, we're able to uh, on that level, to the Pinewood level, maybe Drew do, do a little more individual kind of looking to see what's available, and, and talking them into coming. Um, but it's great when you can go back and you know talk about Sarah Borales who played at Madison Square Garden, like on a Thursday night, came out and played us on a Friday night, or whatever it was. And I think she had a better time playing us. So hmm. those are the kind of things that really made a difference and resonates with artists. And when they talk about the experience they had with their agent or with their agency, um, that carries a lot of
0: weight. So so at, at Pinewood, you kind of have that venue for the summer, obviously, other than the, the one production that goes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, at Pinnacle, you've got a lot more schedule juggling to do, I assume,
1: right? We do. Um, you know, we have. <laughs> that's kind of if, so we if love we're picking the Big Ten. Up, if we're picking understatements, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it um, basketball pretty much has first right of refusal on most of the dates uh, from pretty much the end of October all the way through March, and um, it's a it's a process. It's very difficult. You know, we're we've had um, agents and. In, in, um, promoters looking for dates in January and February now for several months, and I can put second holds on, but we can't do anything until the Big Ten puts their schedule together, and that doesn't happen until late August or early September, and by then, we've pretty much missed the opportunity to do a lot of things. We're able to occasionally slot in one or two dates, uh, but it's a very, very difficult process. It's part of what we deal with, though. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a reality that we deal with. Um, And then there's other things you work around graduations and FFA and FCCLA. And there's a lot of standard things that we do with the arena that are community type events, boys and girls state basketball, volleyball. um, And then you slide in the the concerts around those dates.
2: This has nothing (laughs) whatsoever to do with what we're talking about now. But last week at that Mayor's Arts Awards, I had not been to a like 500 seat Dinner thing at the arena. I thought that worked great for oh, that. It, it's I a, was that was surprising to me.
1: Thank you. I mean, it's a it, it's a very nice venue for that. I mean, it's it sounds great in there. It doesn't sound like an echoey you know, right. high school gym because the uh, uh, all the different uh, sound editing they did in there and lighting. We can do some great things with available lighting with the ribbon board, um, <laughs> and you know, really, you sort of lose the the scale of the building when you darken it in there a little bit. Put the focus on the stage. Uh, we've got a great crew that does catering,
0: and so it's fun to do those kind of things. We do those probably more often than people realize. So, uh, Tom, I'm uh, curious, you know, you're always trying to keep a balance of acts, bring in different kinds of music to Pinewood and Pinnacle. Uh, what Kent and Tom, what would you like to see come to these places if, if you could, if you could pick?
1: Well, I mean, we we kind of we kind of going <coughs> streaks a little bit. It took a while to get rock. Um, started again, and uh, we had a really great event, Sevenfold, and then we've got Metallica out there, and so now Rock's going to kind of be coming in. We've had some great successes with Urban. Uh, we're dipping our toe into the EDM market with uh, Odessa coming up, and so I think that's going to open up some doors for some EDM. Certainly, country's been strong all the time. What are you looking for, Kent? What else can we do? Can you bring prints back?
2: Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Holographic prints? Boy, that was funny. When
1: they used to, uh, when they would book prints, um, you would get this just out of the blue call and they go, Are you open next two weeks or something like that? And and you'd put these things on hold and then you'd never hear from them again. And it was, I don't think they planned their tours really far in advance.
2: Uh, no, I guarantee you they didn't. And, the one interview that I did with him was the same thing. You want to talk to Prince? Uh, yeah. We'll call you back in 15 minutes. There you go. <laughs> be ready. Um, actually, you know, it strikes me that what... It, it's surprising that pretty much everything that's out there ends up here eventually. You know, it would be, I suppose, nice to get one of the legacy, like a Rolling Stones in sure. or... Nice to get Springsteen in, or you know, maybe you could be the place where Adele comes and decides she wants to do 10 shows, Mm -hmm. you know. But beyond that, everything that's out there is either coming here or going to Omaha at this point. It looks like to me, it really
1: does. I mean, you look at uh, you know, Omaha picked up U2, and uh, we were in the discussion for a while on that. you know Justin Timberlake going over there. There's uh, oh Lincoln's getting this stuff. I mean and, and uh, Nebraska's getting this Southeast Nebraska is a, a great market. It's a it's an ag-based market So it stays pretty strong all the time and people really appreciate going out to see music. Um, uh, I Haven't given up on the Rolling Stones yet. Those guys are gonna play till they're 85. I think and maybe <laughs> they'll be that tour of uh, You know just like an old um, you know blues tour that comes through and hopefully we'll catch them sometime
2: the Pinewood is such an interesting venue for its size because you're able to get these sort of these uh, heritage acts. Sure. Your Paul Simon, who fortunately played there because he's yep. done, and now this summer you got J- Jackson Brown and Dylan and you know that whole list. But you're also to get able to get the up and coming people. Sure. You had Twenty One Pilots out there yep. what two summers ago yep. or whatever that was, and then. Six months later, they were back in Omaha at the Quest
1: and sold it out.
2: And sold it out. Yep. And and those are the things that people I don't think quite realize that some of these artists like Logic. Mm-hmm. La- that
1: was a big deal to get Logic yeah. up there.
2: And now he's going to be doing I think arenas yep. on his next tour, isn't he? Yep, he
1: is. And it's uh it, it, it's nice to be able to make the shows work. It's somewhere between, say, 2,500 and 4,000. Um, that's difficult. That's used to be a really risky type of a business. Now, with an amphitheater, um, because of the natural setting and the attraction of that, and also the artists, we're able to make that side show work really well. Uh, that 21 Pilots show, that was a GA show. We probably did close to 5,500 for that. That was outstanding. That was just a, an amazingly good show, and hopefully we have a shot at getting them back here at some point. Um, at the big room so um, those kind of things are so much fun to see happen Um, a lot of times the openers that are you know they're the um, and I'm drawing a blank on some but I mean we had Mumford and Sons before they were really big sure and that was one of their first summers of breaking and hopefully when they kind of get their stuff together again they come back and do some more and they really liked it they loved it out there the guys were out there playing soccer on the field during the day and and running around and i mean they thought it was just a great day they had as much fun it was almost like a picnic for them along with doing a show later that evening
0: yeah it probably reminds them a little bit of their home country yeah,
1: probably and they they seemed to or they, they loved it they just had a great time but we had a great time
2: with them and the other thing that last year it made a big difference it's it's good that you've got a building you can move things to. <laughs> it does make
1: a difference. That happened four times last year. And, um, you know, it's, uh, one of them was a very last minute that uh, um, we moved Joe Bonamassa in the night after the uh, Crawford fight. We didn't expect to move it in, but uh, the storm kind of came up, hit some trees that night. And by seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning, we were ready to go at the arena. That saves some shows because what people don't understand is they always say, well, I'll just reschedule. It doesn't work that way. You're connected. You're uh, committed for the show. If it doesn't happen, we're paying the guarantee to the band. We're refunding all the money, and there's a definite loss. So if we have that building to back up, uh, we save a lot of money that way.
0: So um, Kent's story in today's Ground Zero talks a little bit about some of the national trends that are causing more bands to be out touring. Uh, I'm I'm curious. Do you think uh, Lincoln has a, a saturation point? I mean, how, how much how many concerts can we can we have? Um,
1: we're probably getting close to that number right now. Um, <laughs> It is, uh, you know, it's exciting that people want to come and play, and, you know, we're going to see how 15 shows goes out there. I mean, they're all selling really pretty well right now, and, and we're, we're very excited about that. But, um, you know, there's you can't do that so long. There's got to be some um, leveling of the playing field maybe in the future, and so we've had up and down years. We've seen it kind of go uh, this last year, major concert-wise, uh, probably since uh, just before Garth was here, it's been a little quieter and we've had some other bigger years with, uh, major concerts. So it does ebb and flow a little bit. Um, you know, the artists tend to do that themselves somewhat. They'll go off tour for a year or two and and we'll see, uh, less content out there, but it's just part of the timing. And, and, you know, so now this third quarter of this year, we'll see a lot more acts back out. And, um, uh, as far as saturation, we're probably between what we're doing, Omaha, and um, you know some of the other areas around here. There's a lot of things to do, and we probably wouldn't push it much further than this.
2: Anything Unless else? Can? The Rolling Stones called you up Friday and said, "Can we do it three weeks?" <laughs>
1: it, it, we would. We would make room for that. You know, and there's always that Metallica or uh, you know Garth and and all those kind of things. You you do those special things along with those everything else.
2: Speaking of Garth. How many people, in the end, turned up for those shows?
1: About 68,000. That's a pretty nice little run, and um, he had a great time. He went up to L.A. at uh, Polestar, and they gave him an award this year at Polestar, and he talked about Nebraska. Um, He loved it out here, it was a great experience. You know, again, the audiences here are so reactive. I mean, every artist that uh, plays here, I remember standing backstage as uh, Sir Paul McCartney's walking out. Thanked the crew and uh, said this was a great place to play. Loved it, and we got you know impact or got feedback back from his uh, management that he loved it. So I mean, it's it makes a difference here when these audiences and they're great sports audiences, and so they react great for the artist also, and they appreciate that. They're not just sitting there in their hands; they're not clapping pol- politely. They're singing along. They're having a good time, and uh, that's fun for everybody, the artist included.
0: Great. Well, Kent, anything else? Um.
2: I'm good. Other than to note that Garth, don't expect that to happen with Garth again. He, when I talk to him, he's like, "I'm getting too old for this." What did he do?
1: Four hundred shows in three years. Yeah, wow. yeah. They're not going to see another artist that'll do that. That was uh, that was that was a once in a lifetime thing, and we're really cool that we got to be part of that.
0: Yeah. Well, great. Thanks, Tom, and thanks, Kent. Uh, this has been the Journal Star's Fresh Pressed Podcast. Uh, go on iTunes and subscribe. Uh, it's Lincoln Journal Star.